So I am here, and, I, and I'll say it like I do with everybody, the one and the only Dave Umbricht. And I just realized that's the first time I said your name out loud, your last name. It, well, you know, I, did I say it right? It three times. Yeah, you did. You did say it right. Nice. You did say it right. And, uh, you, you know, I think if you say it three times, it's like the Candyman thing. I think something might come crashing through a, a window. Oh, nice. Or, or Beetlejuice shows up. Well, yeah, that too. That too. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Man, it is my pleasure. Of course, Dave has written for Forgotten Flicks, and he has always been a, I would say, a longtime moral supporter of of what we do here. So I've always appreciated that. So thank you very much. You're a great guy and a great friend, and it's awesome to have you on finally an episode of some sort. So. Uh- I, I appreciate it, and I'm 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 honored to be part of this the the, the last hurrah, the big, the big blowout here uh, for, for Spooky Fest. So uh, there we go. Yeah, you're right. It's like we ate too much bran, and this is our big blowout. Yeah, we'll just move on from there. Uh, yeah, I I will try to work as many poop jokes into this as I possibly can. <laughs> so the movie that you were wanting to cover, and by the way, that was a horrible transition, and I'm not implying anything on that. Uh, my my segue sucks, but the movie you want to cover is what what the movie we're going to talk about is a 1977 tv movie i think i think it was an abc tv movie the week called specter yeah there you go that's that specter with the re like in the james bond way so. oh, oh, in, the, in the fancy the fancy british way yeah like color right. color with a u exactly theater exactly. theater with an re there we go, we okay. go. We're, cl- we're, classing, we're classing this place up it really yeah, so it, I, it's about damn time so Spectre, it was funny when you put that in it, I honestly, my email response to you was almost like, seriously? <laughs> and it was only because I've never even heard of this movie, like at all, not even a little bit. It wasn't one of those, oh yeah, I've kind of heard of it. Yeah, man, I think I've seen some clips. No, I literally went to the YouTube. I, at first I thought you made it up. And then <laughs> I actually went and looked. I was like, okay, Robert Culp, where do I know him? Oh yeah, I know what I know him from. And let's, I'll see if later on you can guess what that is. We all know where he's from. I mean, I hope every listener out there knows over the age. Well, at least anyone that's over the age of I don't know, 35 or so should definitely know who he is. Great, greatest theme song in the history of TV, Thank but you. we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into okay. that. Okay, we'll get there. Without taking your thunder here, some of the people involved with it, behind the scenes and such, I was like, wow, okay, wow. I had no idea. Now, in my relatively lame defense, being that it's a TV movie, one that we aired in the 70s and from what I could gather on a high level didn't necessarily do great in the ratings. My guess is it just disappeared until the age of YouTube. Supposedly it, it, it would be seen on, I don't know, like the Fox movie channel from time to time because, you know, one, one little thing is, and this, and this happened a few times that the TV movies, you know, this was back in like the, the heyday of 70s TV movies where, uh, I mean, 
well, I mean, one, on one hand, you know, of course, the, the ones I always remember, the ones where my favorite sitcom stars would be in some some uh, some dramatic movie. Like one of one of the greatest of all time was the, the Boy in the Plastic Bubble with John Travolta. Um, but there was actually a lot of great like horror movies that came out in this. I mean, that TV movies. I mean, there was uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which um, well, okay, the, the, actually, if you go back and see that TV movie, TV movie, it's actually kind of comical, but, you know, uh, they just remade it a few years ago, which was, it was produced by Guillermo del Toro, and uh, so it was actually, you know, trying to make, and I think Katie Holmes was in it, I actually never saw it, but, you know, that, that was remade a few years ago, um, you know, uh, Salem's Lot, which I think you said that someone was, was, was going to be covering, you know, in here, that, you know, that was another down-to-TV movie, there was, uh, and, and Spielberg's, you know, one of Spielberg's first movies was, uh, was Duel, and that was a TV movie. That is just a that is a great, great movie. Oh, it's fantastic! And 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 not only I mean it, it's a great movie, but also you can it's it's kind of cool to go back and see where Spielberg kind of started off because there is I mean especially if you did it off of Jaws, mm-hmm. it's you, you see just a lot of the stuff that he uh, you know a lot of where he he really learned his film language and how to, how to build suspense and all that kind of stuff. It's really, really cool. But so the point I was trying to make on this part though is that some of these movies were actually then released into theaters, you know, not necessarily in the U.S. I think Duel was actually released in the U.S. limited in a limited release, but it, um, they were released in, in Europe or, you know, elsewhere in, in the, uh, in, uh, around the world. So Spectre did have a, a, uh, a release, but, which is funny because if you watch, so everyone that knows, if you, want, if you want to watch Spectre, it actually is, the full movie is actually on YouTube, but it's the European version because suddenly, yeah, you know, there, yes, it scene, is. <laughs> yes, there are. There's nudity. <laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because knowing it was a TV movie, right? So you'd, you'd be sitting there thinking, "Oh, yeah, this cute little," and there's nothing else in it at all. And then all of a sudden, without giving anything away, it's just like, "Hello." <laughs> well, I think that's probably the perfect reaction because I think that's the reaction I had. And I was like, "Cause it, it, it really looks like they just plugged it in. Shot it. <laughs> it's, it's so gratuitous. It's so like gratuitous yeah. and unnecessary. It's just like, hey, get some close-ups of boobs." You know they're wearing loose-fitting well, gowns. It makes sense that they would just slip out. So, so, so wait. Let's not get to talk about it. Because, tell, okay. Give everyone you know, a little bit of the premise because there's some key stuff. We, we got to go back to this nudity thing because it, it really is kind of comical that they put it in, in there because this movie should have had a heck of a lot more in, in reality than what it was about. So Gene Roddenberry, the star, the the creator of Star Trek, is is the producer and he wrote it and it, you know he created it and the the whole concept of this is this was gonna be. And this is something again that that happened a lot, really, in the '70s and, and kind of in the '80s. That they would they would kind of test the concept of TV shows um, as TV movies, and then if it was popular, it might become a series. All right, let, let me. I, I should take a step back. Let's let's explain what what this is about. So, the, the whole concept of it is you know Robert Culp, who you know, it was in The Greatest American Hero, which is believe the show it that, or not, I'm walking on air. Sorry. Is, is this the point when I admit that my wife and I kind of at our wedding came out to the reception to that song? See, I and, love you uh, even more now. It, it, it was it was awesome. And I, I think one of my one of my buddies just looked at me as he's standing next to me. He's like, "Are, are you kidding me?" And I'm. <laughs> <laughs> and and yes, uh, interesting side note: not your buddy anymore. Continue. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm unfortunately still one of my best friends. <laughs> but but um, so we. Uh, so, anyways, uh, so I love. I, I've always loved him. Now he was also 
that was that was after Spectre. But yeah, previously he he was well known for being an I Spy uh, with Bill Cosby, you know, for a long time the TV show, which I you know I never really that was kind of before my time, and, and it really it wasn't really in, in reruns, um, you know, when when I was you know, growing up, but um, but I knew of it. So, anyways, so the concept of this is like it, 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 it's actually a pretty cool concept. It, it, it's this guy uh, is a Robert Cole play. This guy William Sebastian. He's a he's a great. He's a he's like a world renowned kind of criminologist, or or at least a very good criminologist. And you know, it starts off with this 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 um, this guy coming to visit him, and he's his old part. He's an ex partner who has a drinking problem, and like they've broken up for some reason. And since they've broken up from being these two leading criminologists together, uh, you know, Sebastian has now gone. And he's he got into the occult a bit, and so in, in his mind, you know, all these all these uh, big cases that they looked at all, all these years, like like the Manson case and and the Boston Strangler and all these sorts of things, they, um, you know, he he basically saying, well, gee, there's something never really added up there, so. He, he basically has is, is pinned it on the dark arts, and, and he's gotten really into it. And uh, so it, it's sort of the concept of like it's almost like X Filish. You know, it's very very formula in some ways because you have the one guy who's kind of the skeptic at the beginning, and then you have the uh, the, the other kind of convert. And uh, so they're yeah. So in, in this adventure, they're they're hired to to go to England and and um, by this. This woman who thinks that her brother is possessed, and 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 so on, and and kind of and it kind of it starts off from from there, um, and you know the whole whole idea was like I guess that every week these guys would go off on another little adventure, and uh, and, and all good and fine. So, well, I think it was kind of cool from the backstory, or, or in, in doing some 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 digging on this, is there uh, and, and you can find this on on the on on the web. That uh, there is a, a fanzine that Gene Roddenberry put out that was, you know, he, he was capitalizing, trying to capitalize on all the big Star Trek fans to try and get this thing pushed. So he put out this, like, I don't know, like 17 page uh, little brochure uh, to, to send to, uh, to all these people that there were Star Trek fans, and it, and it was announcing Spectre coming out and it had all pictures from it, had, had, had the biographies of the actors, had talked about the characters, talked about little shows. And it, it was kind of, but on every single page in big, in big letters, it said, write to NBC, write to NBC. <laughs> and like right in the middle, it, it told them exactly how, you know, all the fans, how to exactly write to NBC to get them to, you know, it was like a writing, it was a writing campaign to get the show on, on the air. So, um, so if anybody has stopped and paused this and gone back and like started watching this movie and now you're like, why the hell did this scare you as a kid? <laughs> because, all right. So, you know, I made the joke about you know, Bergman films or whatever. And, and, and yeah, I obviously didn't see any of this as, as a kid and you, you asked, you know, me and, and the rest of us says, Hey, what's a movie that scared you as a kid and scares you as an adult? And for some reason, this movie came to my mind first because this was a movie that I could not watch as a kid. And I, I, I was really, and even as I was rewatching it, uh, you know, a few days ago, I was asking myself, all right, 
did I ever actually see this entire movie? I couldn't. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even sure that I actually saw this movie. If I just had a memory of it, and I think I did. I, I'm I'm 99% sure that I actually did see it all because enough of it. I remembered from, you know, there were a couple of key points in it. Like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Um, but it made me wonder, it made me kind of contemplate, like, what the heck, what, what, what scares us? You know, what, what really scares us? And, you know, at different points of our lives, it's, it's different things. So like today, if I watched any movie or anything that, you know, I'm a dad, you know, husband, father, you know, I got three little kids and, and, you know, if I just watch anything that's, you know, menacing to kids, it really affects me. Like it really does. Uh, and just cause it's, it's, you know, that's the, you know, this is the place where my fear is, you know, I watch Friday the 13th. I no longer get scared because I've not, I've, I'm kind of past being a camp counselor <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know I, I've got three kids. I'm gonna get some afraid of, no longer afraid of sex either. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, but when I was a, so when I was a kid, I realized, and I was thinking about this, okay, why was I scared of this? And I really realized it wasn't because of me. It wasn't because of the movie. It was because of my friend. And it was because my friend was telling me all about this movie and, and telling me, and he was like recounting this whole movie to me and the way he recounted it, I know it was a heck of a lot scarier. Um, and I think, all right. So to, to, so everyone knows about this, what about, about this movie is, you know, as they go, the uh, you know they they go to uh, England, and as Joel had alluded to, there were some comely lasses uh, at this at this manor. So they go and they they meet the guy who's supposedly possessed, and and it's just things are very off. Where there, it's, it it almost feels like uh, I, you know. In one hand, I was I kept thinking of Dracula and all his like his vampire brides. Uh, or, or it's, but it's more, and in another way, cause there's some weird, let's just say there's a very weird scene with a waterbed, a, a, at least one dominatrix and someone in a, in a schoolgirl outfit and with a lollipop. It's very, for a TV movie, it was very, was that actually odd? You think that scene was in the TV version? Well, you know, it could have been. It could have been. It, it wasn't. It wasn't explicit. So, it was just. It was just. It was just odd. So, um, so there was a bit of, uh, you know, this, this decadence to the the whole the whole the, the whole proceedings. And, you know, as they get, they get further, they they real you know they realize that there's a, a a demon has been and released. And I tell you all this to tell you that. So the they start you know they talk about it very dramatically and they talk about like. The, the demon was Asmodeus. All right. Quark, 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 me, Asmodeus. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was a scary. Well, actually, that was a very scary song. Um, although, let's face it, I did write about Amadeus, I think, for, yeah, see? for, you, for you one time. So <laughs> It all comes back full circle. It all, yeah, now I know why I wrote that. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyways, we... I had a there's there's a scene in the movie and I I told you to watch it and anyone else look at it it's like if you don't want to watch this movie just go to like one and you want to understand why the heck this scared go to like I think it's an hour and twenty two minutes in and there's a scene where the you know, the kind of the, the cult members are coming in and they're and they're just chanting you know, anytime anyone's chanting in Latin it's just 
creeps you out. And in a garbly voice, I, I don't know if that's because my mother was a Latin teacher or or what, but you know that uh, that's just not. It's that's like listening to kids chanting. And yes, yeah, any any sing song. Yeah, yeah. Or, or kids chanting in Latin is even worse. But oh, you yes. know the. the you know, I'm trying to, yeah, like anything like the omen or any of this kind of stuff. All right. I'm, I'm starting to scare myself more right now than <laughs> the entire time I watched this movie. <laughs> uh, but there's this, okay, so the scene, and, and they're, and they're chanting, Amadeus. Um, Wait, no, not Amadeus. That's the other <laughs> You're not going to be able to get the other one out now the whole time. Osmodeus. Yeah. Osmodeus. And it looks like this Osmodeus. I'm like, and so my buddy, on the freaking playground, and probably third grade or whatever, is chanting Osmodeus, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I stop it, man. Yeah, you know, and, and 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 you know, we had we had pretty we had pretty good imagination thing. This is my buddy who who convinced me that his mother was good friends with Linda Carter. Um, I knew he was lying to me, but I had to pretend that he knew Wonder Woman. Quick side note: Is he still your friend? <laughs> No, he's actually not. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> actually, he went from being my friend. He became one of those guys that was like your friend, and then became like my my enemy. And then, oh, one of those guys. Yeah, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Which, yeah, you know, he may be my only enemy I've ever had in my life. It's almost like there was some foreshadowing there by how he screwed with you in third grade. <laughs> oh, wait, he taught he 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 tormented me a bunch of times on these sorts of things. But uh, you know, he was that friend. Um, uh, I really totally unrelated note, which is kind of funny that I, I, in the age of the internet, I Googled them once, probably about five, six, seven years ago. No, yeah, it was probably maybe a little longer than that, maybe 10 years ago or so. And, uh, found out where he was and, and actually, uh, is, I emailed him and we got, you know, we had a nice email exchange. So, you know, anyone that's being, uh, that was bullied. You can you you have hope there. You, you can um, take the power back, and then of course in that final email he sent to you, it, it ended with the signature Osmodeus. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but I, I'll, I'll tell you though, because I had these memories though, and and this is why you know it's, I knew this movie was gonna suck, and everyone, this movie sucks. This movie does. It, there's no doubt about it. It's a TV movie. It's not great, but it's not the worst I've ever seen. And it's actually, and actually, to say visually, it's actually, especially the beginning, and everything, it it didn't look like a TV movie to me from that time period. No, no, it, 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 you're you're right, and and actually, that's why I was kind of scratching my head a little bit, and I and I think the titles they might have jazzed up the title sequence. I wonder because for for a uh, for a theatrical release, because it does have the 20th Century Fox logo before it. So I, they they might have done that. I, I, I that I don't know. Um, but you're right. It, it, there was a, a part of me where I was gonna I was gonna compare it to say, hey, this is kind of like a, it felt like a horror, um, a, a Hammer horror film. And 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 after a while, it, it you know kind of it kind of lost a little bit of momentum. Um, and but it was uh, it still it it still kind of kind of worked. But. It, it was interesting. It was interesting to be like I was seriously watching the beginning of this with a complete sense of dread because I had this memory and uh, and and I just and I just didn't know. And and all right, I also think in in, in the scheme of movie lore, anything that's about like the devil or the um, or anything, or, or 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 anything like just that's just pure. I mean, that's that scares me. 
you know, to some extent. Like, The Exorcist is scary. Oh, yeah. You know, because you, a ghost story, here's the thing. With, like, I was thinking about this compared to, like, a ghost story. Like, a ghost story, you ultimately, you know, every ghost story hinges upon the explanation of what the ghost is or why the ghost is there. It's like, the, it's, ghost stories are really horror movies with a mystery attached. And, and you know, I'd say nine out of ten times, it's just the actual, uh, what, what, the actual, what you call it, is just, uh, the actual explanation is just, it's relatively lame. I mean, you know, somebody was murdered in some way, and, you know, it's probably somebody in the movie that they're getting, it's, usually it's, it's not, it's not that great. Um, but <laughs> when you start dealing with the devil or, or, or demons, there's no explanation. <laughs> there's just, it's just, yeah, exactly, exactly, it's just evil and and that's 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 disconcerting (laughs) (laughs) that's a good word for it yeah (laughs) so so you know whatever i mean so i think i i definitely felt that um now there's one you know there's one other key thing where where i think that they they really botched something here though Uh, and i think from what i thought was a really cool thing um within the uh if it was going to be an ongoing series you know at the the, in, in the opening Bit. Well, first off, I really thought it was funny that it was one of those movies where it opens with a voiceover, mm-hmm. and they never use a voiceover ever again. Yeah, just the very beginning, and it's not even the main character's voice, right? So it's it's the uh, and we're gonna talk about him in a minute. I want to talk about him in a minute because there's some interesting backstory on on this. Yeah, we there actually is a a a, holo- a sorted Hollywood story attached to this movie mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a way. So. Surprisingly, um, so the uh, so the one thing that they did was you know in the in the sort of backstory at the beginning as they're talking, uh, Robert Culp is, is is talking about how he found that how he's really seen you know these demons and all this kind of stuff, and he said I was in I was on the Aleutian Islands, which I, did anyone I don't know if anyone's listening from Alaska, but I didn't know people actually went to the Aleutian Islands. I, I didn't know that was a place to hang out, um, but or I think it's. There's demons there, um, so and then he had made a pact with a demon, but then he he double crossed the demon, and the demon uh, I, I, I took part of his heart or something. I got the vibe; it was almost like a like a voodoo doll. Yeah, it was like a voodoo doll thing, and, and so so the interesting thing about it was the every once in a while in the movie you'd have him uh, kind of double over in pain. You know, usually it was it was used in con- very convenient moments. You know, it wasn't it was it, it was just there when they kind of needed it to happen. But 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 there was you know a scene where he he thought he saw the the the, the doll that this thing was in, and he like breaks some glass, you know, and and breaks into somebody's uh, you know art collection to try and grab it, and there was nothing there. But I thought that was a really cool that that actually I thought was a cool recurring concept of like hey. They could have them going all over the world. He's looking for this doll, and they just get into these adventures. He's trying to get his, you know, become whole again, and and they do this. Unfortunately, they give him back the doll at the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they use it as a, hey, here's the doll, and and it, it, I'm like, all right, well, that's a lost opportunity. I guess, I guess, as a standalone movie, it works, but. It, it, you know, you've lost. You want to make this a TV show? You, you've kind of lost it. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, listen. I mean, it, it, I feel like I have to defend myself for for, for picking this movie. No, actually, I, I will say you picked the most forgotten movie 
of not only the Spooky <laughs> Flicks Fest, but possibly ever in the history of our show. In a time when Jason and I are covering Jaws, Poltergeist, and we oh the third one we're doing actually I would argue is somewhat uh, Lady in White from 1988. So, but Jaws and Poltergeist aren't exactly um, off the cultural radar, let's just say. So, yours at least fits what the hell the damn show is called. So. Yeah, somebody, if anybody out there listening, yeah, please, like in the comments or whatever, emails or whatever, I, I got to know if anybody else has ever heard about this, ever heard of this movie. Yeah, honestly, I and I mean, I was a pretty big horror nut back in the day, and I'd never even read about it in any of the books. I'd never heard about it. Now, who knows? Maybe if one was more of a Gene Roddenberry Star Trek fan, there would have been books written about him or his career, and it might have been mentioned in those. So maybe that's the angle, and since I wasn't as into that as a kid, maybe that's why I never came upon it. But I never, I mean, not I, I used to, I used to love getting all the books, you know, that were the, you know, the compilation reference type books that were filled with, you know, the right demonic possession movies of the nineteen sixties, seventies, and eighties, that kind of thing. And I never remember. I mean, it's possible I read about it and just skipped over it, but I, I did not remotely ring a bell to me. Now, one thing that I wanted to ask you about. You brought up the X-Files. There's obviously a Sherlock Holmes Watson vibe to the relationship of Culp's character and the other guy, right? Ham, Ham Hamilton? Yeah, yeah. Ham <laughs> Hamilton. I, he goes, hey, Ham. I was like, really? Really? Ham? Really? That's But so he's the one that, of course, does the little voiceover Ham does at the beginning there. Right? It was him? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, this whole thing, what it reminded me of, did you ever watch The Night Stalker? Kolchak? You know, I never did, but that's exactly, I thought of that shit. I, I did, don't, I've never really watched it, um, but I know of it. This might have been trying to, I mean, this was after it. So I think it was trying to capitalize, uh, I'm sure it was trying to capitalize. Sure, on well, there was a spate, I think you made that comment, and I read it too when I was doing a little research for this. There was a spate of occult-oriented detective-type shows that attempted to be made, I think, probably in the wake of the night stalker because it was such the movies because there was the tv movies richard matheson one of my favorites wrote the original tv movie uh the night stalker and there was was it the night stalker and there was it the Ripper? And night strangler right? night strangler you're right yeah, it was a night yeah. strangler and then there was the tv show that came out i don't think that that lasted what was it more than a season maybe two seasons it didn't last a super long time because i want to say it's on netflix or Maybe Amazon Prime. It's on one of them, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of episodes to that. I've seen at least one of the movies. I think I saw the Night Stalker movie, and I've seen a couple episodes of the show. It's uh, the show's eh, it's okay. Um, I mean, I love McGavin, and it's you know Matheson wrote the teleplay. So, but but of course that character and that show is what heavily inspired Chris Carter to do X Files. So hmm. you can see the lineage. It was either that one or Spectre. I don't know which one had bigger influence. Yeah, I, 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 who who can tell what he was watching <laughs> at that time? You never, you, you, you never just know. Don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny that you you know you said you weren't a Gene Roddenberry nut, um, but as you know, as I was reading up on some of this stuff, because obviously I saw the movie, I, I, I it's had that memory, that deep seated memory popped up when you brought this up. But I, I didn't know. I don't know anything about it, and so I had to read up a little bit. It, and the Sanzine thing, you know, you could have, uh, you you could have bought uh, station, yeah, Specter stationery, and they wow. were selling like Specter, basically, basically Specter souvenirs. And Can you um, imagine so, if you actually had some of that stuff today, 
Well, and here's the interesting thing. So this is why I bring it up is because in one of these message boards where the message board will actually found a, a link to this. Uh, and actually, if you want to see the stand, the easiest way to go to it is uh, I think if you go to spec the IMDB page on the Spectre, there's uh, if you go into the comment section, one of the one of the threads has a, a the guy has a link to it. And I'll put it I'll put a link to the IMDB page in the show notes or or maybe even directly to the forum. And and, and don't worry, everybody. Uh, there's maybe five comments, so you're not going to be. <laughs> to find this to find this empty. but it's, it's kind of an interesting just uh historical piece but you'll see like the people who are really are obsessed with this because there's one one person writes oh yes i tried to uh contact so-and-so a few years ago to try and get you know to get a, a copy of this and to see and get some of this stationery and um i guess the person i found it later the person that they uh, try to contact was was Gene Roddenberry's uh, wife, who um, was actually Inspector. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was his. She was the, uh, the Major Bar- Major uh, Barrett, right? Yes, yeah, and she was. She was uh, in, in in the movie. She is, uh, I guess, the housekeeper or 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 what have you of uh, of Robert Culp's character uh, at the beginning. She's at the beginning and in, in, in the end. So it's uh, yeah. There's this. It's it's. Uh, it was definitely interesting, but so so there's a couple. Of, I, I will tell you, so I, I talked about that that sorted story, you know, and and you know, could I could comment that the sorted story is not the fact that the director of it, uh, Clive Donner, directed one of the one of the movies I wanted to desperately see when I was a kid, and I think when I was eight, but my mother would not let me see it, which was the Nude Bomb. I don't know if you remember that. The Nude Bomb. Oh yeah, the Nude Bomb, which I think was like renamed to something along the way. But the nude bomb was the original get smart movie where they had Don Adams played, you know, came back and played Maxwell smart in 19, I think it was 1980. Um, yeah. So, uh, Clive Donner was the director. The director of Spectre was the director of the nude bomb. Good to know. <laughs> and, and, and now, now that should have been a forgotten. Flag. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but, um, so, all right, so here's your sort of story. So, so Gig Young, the guy who played Ham Hamilton. Um, so this guy, I, I you know, I, I, it's one of those names that I'd heard of, but I didn't really know him. But he had been in, uh, he, he's actually was nominated for three Oscars mm. in, in his life, and, and actually won one in 1969 uh, for the movie uh, They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Oh, okay. Which. I, I, I've this is a movie that's been on my a list of to see like years ago, years ago I uh, you know I wrote a couple of screenplays, which it means absolutely nothing. Just the fact that I, I took a screenwriting class and wrote a couple of screenplays, and the teacher said, "Oh, this is kind of like uh, they shoot hor- This is kind of like they shoot horses, don't they?" And I was like, "Yeah, I have no idea what that means." <laughs> so, I, so and I still have no idea what it means because um, they shoot horses, don't they? Is about I, from everything I say, it's like a, a bunch of people in a dance marathon uh, who are basically almost like it's, it's the last people standing at the dance marathon win money. I think it takes place in the is depression. That, is that seriously what it's about? Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a freaking movie about like Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I thought it was about Native Americans. I, I think it, no. I think it's about these pathetic characters who are trying to win money. Because uh, I've, I've heard of it, and it's one of those movies. Like, I've heard, oh yeah, it's a classic movie, blah blah blah. And I don't know where the hell I got in my head. It was about Native American. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, I know. And I. I want to say somebody. There's some. I don't want to say Jane Fonda's in it, but you know, I I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy on on the internet who's spouting off details that he doesn't really know what he's talking about. So, anyways, and, and this movie, like for years, I try to. I, so this, I try to watch this thing back when Netflix was just DVDs. Uh, I remember the old days when it was like long wait, very long wait, and and uh, when when you'd wait for the the DVD to come. And the best part is like it was in my queue, and it said <laughs> long wait. Then, then, like about a week later, it changed to very long wait, and then like a week later, not available. Yeah, we'll see you <laughs> in stole, hell. <laughs> yeah, someone stole your, someone stole their one copy, of, <laughs> one the copy one copy that on Netflix owned of, of that movie. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, so anyway, so Gig Young, he, he he actually was in the movie. He actually won a Best Supporting Actor uh, award for it, which. I guess his wife at the time, which I'm not sure. This guy was married five times. I'm not sure if this what number. I think this was his fourth wife who made this comment saying that was the worst thing that ever happened to him. Um, you know, because he was a supporting actor and he wanted he wanted to have a, you know the headline a movie, but you know it. He was he he was supposedly he was he was kind of typecast early on as the affable drunk. Um, you know, the kind of exactly the character you see in in Inspector. It sounds like the character that he's played many, many, many times uh, over the years, and and actually was nominated for two Oscars, um, previous Oscars, for for that role. Um, you know, the, the unfortunate, the sad thing is that he actually was an alcoholic, and you know, he, he obviously you're married five times. I I can't even. I mean, I'm married once. I can't even imagine being married once. Then you know, five times is crazy. I mean, who? I mean, that's that's insane. Um, I mean, so he, well, actually, one of the people he's married to. Another little piece of trivia for everybody was um, Elizabeth Montgomery from from Bewitched. So uh, yeah, he was married to her, but he actually met his fifth wife on uh, um, Spectre. Yeah. Now, granted, he was. I don't know how old he was. He was in his fifties or sixties at the time. Uh, she was twenty-three. Was he married still to number four? No, 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 no. He was he was divorced at the time. Okay, he so it's was, not that was, sorted. <laughs> oh, Joel, wait, wait. No, it, <laughs> it, it it it's not a laugh. This we're not getting a laughing matter here. So unfortunately, like a year later, murder homicide. Oh three my. weeks after they got married. Yeah, he killed her. He killed her and then killed himself. Oh my God! I know, I know. Really? Who knew Spectre? Who knew Spectre had this much? This is like an E True Hollywood story. Behind Man, Spectre this just took a friggin' right turn, didn't it? <laughs> wow! Crazy. Crazy, huh? But uh, I don't know, my friend. Spectre, Spectre is probably not scaring anybody out there these days. But I, I could uh, see a kid seeing it, though maybe not the version that's on YouTube. Again, depending on what you're. Uh level is of tolerance for what your kids see just just be aware around that hour 20 something minute mark boobies and (laughs) (laughs) lots of them in a satanic cult kind of i guess kind of a a weird kind of cultish kind of thing going on strangely very non-erotic yeah oh yeah yeah, not even a little bit yeah it's just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, it's so obviously plugged in, and yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just use completely. Di- I mean, I'm sure they did use different actors, but 
completely different. Like they're different body types, and it doesn't even make sense. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think this was like they shot two alternate versions. That I can't imagine that they did because I mean, and, and like I said, like the, the the interesting thing was like Osmond. I mean, they kind of explained that he was sort of like uh, I don't want to say it was like the demon of lust, but he was he would go attempt people in that in that way, and that's why there were all these these beautiful women walking around and that kind of stuff. So it really is funny that they waited until like that last little bit to even add anything. And I, I do want to add, before we wrap this up, we would be remiss, which is one of my favorite words, if we didn't point out John Hurt. Oh, yeah. Is in this thing. Well, <laughs> let's just say this, everybody. If you have a big-name actor in a movie, he may be there for a reason. Maybe. He's not <laughs> he just... Well, I had to, and I had to go back to see because I wasn't sure how big of a name John Hurt was back then. Yeah, it was pre-Alien. Um, yeah, and it was pre-Alien. It was pre. Yeah, some of his big movies were were kind of right after that. But he had been. I mean, he'd been an actor for fifteen years. So, uh, it, it, but it was just, it was just one of those moments in your. I, I was like, oh, a young John Hurt, and then when we find out a, a little bit of a reveal, and it's like. Oh, yeah, I guess it's John Hurt. And then, oh, yeah, he was the third name in there. Okay. Was, <laughs> there's a reason why. There's a, re- there's a reason why, everybody. There's a reason why. But, uh, yeah, it, it, listen, some of these TV movies rock, man. Um, they, they were, it was, they were, there was something, we've, we've lost, there, there's something lost about not having the TV movie of the week. Um, I, I, it was just, a, it was a great time. So, um, and I would, I will give them, I, I want to give a movie pick for, and I'm going to go with the seventies movie, seventies uh, TV movie. And I hope that I, I, you know, I don't think anyone's ever seen this one, but it's trilogy of terror. Oh, I know which one. I know why there's one in particular. So my favorite type of horror movie is I love anthology movies. Um, and, and I think, I think, you know, the reason why a really good horror movie is really hard to pull off because, you know, to have you have you have two things. You have to build it, keep the suspense going for a long time, and then the reveal can't be. You can't build it up too much and have a stupid reveal. But if you do twenty-five, thirty-minute thing, you know, bits. That's why that's why Twilight Zone was great because if you might only remember the whole show might suck, but the, if the if the the twist was awesome, then then it's it's a classic. So, anyways, um, Trilogy Chair was it was obviously three. Anthology and uh, three short stories. Karen Karen Black is in it, and she actually plays three different women. In, in it. she's actually the star of all three anthologies. But everybody, if you know it, everybody knows it because of the the last story, mm-hmm. which is about this. It's, it's fucking. You know, it's a. It's a. It's a. Excuse me. It's a uh, possessed doll. A Zuni fetish doll. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's one of those African tribal dolls. You know who wrote all those stories, right? It was, well, it was Richard Matheson, right? Have you read the original? The original is called Prey, P-R-E-Y. Have you ever read it? No, I, uh, I'm trying to I'm I'm not sure if I ever read it. Yeah. It's exactly like the short, and it's, it's intense. It is, oh, it's so good. I, I feel like I might have read it one time. But anyway, I'll have to go back and look at it. It's funny, they actually tried to make, I think in the 90s. They made it a second one, yeah. They made a second one, and I was like, and, and I mean, this is just, it's an iconic thing, so you, you didn't know it, but I, hands down, you got to watch that one section. That, it's just, it's it's fantastic. That's got to be on YouTube, right? The, this, that that segment's got to be on YouTube. I it's got to be. It has to be. Oh, I, I that is one of the most terrifying pieces of cinema, TV or not. I don't care who you are, what you are, and it's not particularly graphic, but it's so disturbing. 
It's so great. It's all I love that so much. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good pick. One of the all time greats. It is. I agree. Hundred percent, man. Well, Dave, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it too. It was a lot of fun, and 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 congrats on and a good run for you guys. It was. Uh, it's always been fun, and, and you guys have done a great job over the years. Well, thank you very much. I, I can pass along Jason's thanks as well, and I, I wish you and your fam a very happy Halloween, and, uh, you know, just watch out for— A spooky, a spooky Halloween? A, a spooky, flicky Halloween, <laughs> just, and just whatever you do, just watch out for Amadeus. <laughs> he, he, he's quite frightening, especially, yes. you know, when he's been drinking. Thank you for joining us for this special bonus episode of the 2014 Spooky Flicks Fest. And a special thanks to Dave Umbrecht for schooling Joel in an unknown horror flick. Looking for more spooky fun? Why not head on over to ForgottenFlicks.com where you can sign up to receive free updates and something Horrific delivered to your inbox every day in October. See you soon. <laughs>